TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dundale with you for another hour. We get into hour two here. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. The Boston Celtics lost last night, and it was awful. Okay, do you understand me? That was an absolute train wreck of a loss. One of the more devastating losses in recent memory. And I'm just, I, you know, I just need a vent for a second because I'm still not over it. I had trouble sleeping last night. I was so pissed. I was so fired up. Some of the turnovers down the stretch were disgusting. Okay, some of the some of the offensive rebounds that they allowed the Bucks to corral was they were just unacceptable to lose a game in that fashion. Basically, undid everything you did in Game Four. More on that in a second. But what I saw, unfortunately, for the Celtics last night, were some of their old bad habits creeping up. At the worst possible time. Okay, because for five minutes there, at the end of the game, we saw the old Celtics. You know, the November Celtics. The Celtics where I used to tune in just to find out every night how they were going to lose. That's what we saw. And I, you know, I shouldn't be shocked that that's what we saw. Not totally shocked that we saw some of those bad habits reemerge. It was this year. November, December, where we saw those games play out right before our eyes. Celtics losing heartbreakers, losing leads, losing in unacceptable, disgusting ways. So I can't say that I was absolutely nonplussed when I saw how the Celtics lost game five. Because we've seen it. But I was pissed. Because this team, I thought, I thought they had overcome that. Completely overcome that. That's what I thought. And obviously they have not. So that gives me reservations as we go into game six. Because what we saw last night down the stretch from the Celtics was what we had seen, like I said, back in the fall, back in November, getting to my bag, what you know, Watching what's going on. Nobody taking control. The superstars not stepping up at the end of the game. You know, just being out there, enjoying the show, being a part of the show and not focused on winning. Not focused on doing everything you have to do. Every play, not playing 
like every play matters and that every possession is vital and that every free throw, every missed opportunity is critical. They did not do that. They forgot for five minutes, for one minute and 40 seconds, they forgot. Milwaukee didn't forget. They ne- Milwaukee never forgot. They kept coming. They kept playing. They never let up. The Celtics, they tried to put it in cruise control. They tried. They almost got away with it. It bit them, though. They almost were able to do it. I still think the biggest problem for the Celtics, and if they lose this series, it's going to come down to, um, ultimately it'll come down to the superstars. And obviously, you know I'm a believer in Jason Tatum. You know I think he's arrived. I think he's one of the best players in the league. I think he's elite, all those things. But between him and Jalen Brown, too often in this series, they have gone AWOL for stretches. That's unacceptable. Superstars don't go AWOL. Not in big games and certainly not down the stretch of the fourth quarter. Now, I get it. When you're the guy, the defense is predicated on stopping you. So sometimes you can struggle. But it's happened too frequently for Tatum and Brown in this series. Too often, they get invisible. Jalen Brown, okay, absolutely cannot not score a basket in the fourth quarter last night. That is completely and utterly unacceptable. That cannot happen. I know he was unconscious in the third. You know, to the point he was heat checking. I get it. He was awesome. But he's one of the be- he's the star of the Celtics alongside Jason Tatum. You cannot not score in the fourth quarter. You can't do that. I don't care what you did in the third. You have to score in the fourth and continue it going. 617-779-7937. You have to keep it going. Because what you did, despite the fact that you put some greatness on display during that third quarter, and it was awesome, and it fired everybody up, and the Celtics had a double-digit lead as a result, you know what that was? That's something a role player can accomplish. That's a role player type move. A really good role player having really good production, don't get me wrong, but that's what a role player does. A role player gets hot for a quarter and helps separate the team or or build the lead. And then you look back after the game and you say, ah, he came up huge in that third quarter. That's one of the big reasons we won the game. A role player, not one of the stars. Stars don't go away. Stars are there all game. Big moments, little moments, every part of the game, you feel the star's presence. Jalen Brown evaporated in the fourth quarter, and it cost the Celtics. You know, that was one of the reasons why they ended up losing that game, losing the lead, and now are losing in the series three games to two. You can't go away. I remember back, you know, 2010, whenever this was, when Nate Robinson was on the Celtics. I remember Doc Rivers at the time saying, he's going to win a game for us. This was during the playoffs. He said, he's going to win a game for us. Nate Robinson, who was what? A role player. Now, I can't remember if he actually did win a game for them, but what what Doc Rivers was referring to at the time, and the Sixers, by the way, are about to get eliminated by the Heat or just did get eliminated, what Doc Rivers was referring to was what Jalen Brown did. You know, Nate Robinson, a skilled offensive player, 
can get hot, can fill it up. He's going to have a big quarter in one of these playoff games circa 2010, 2011, whenever it was. He's going to have a big playoff game, and he's going to carry us in a quarter and help separate us and help lead us to a win or be a big part of a win. That's what he was talking about. You know, you're not going to rely on him. You're not going to give him the ball down one with a minute to go in the fourth quarter. But he's skilled, and he can catch fire, and he can help win you a game. That's what Jalen Brown essentially tried to do last night with the big third quarter. That's not what a star does. That's what a role play, a good role player does. A star is there all game long, executing and delivering when it matters most. That's what a star does, and that's what Jalen Brown didn't do. Now, even Jason Tatum got cold down the, down the stretch of the game. Didn't get it done. Now, again, I still buy in on this team. I still believe in this team. But that wasn't good enough. And for the old Celtics to show up, the Celtics that were smelling themselves back in November and December, that was utterly disappointing. They let up for one second, and the Bucs took advantage. Bucks took advantage. You know, some bad luck. Some bad plays, some bad decisions, bad execution, bad, bad, bad. You just you can't have it. You cannot find a way to on Giannis Antetokounmpo's second foul shot there when you know he's a bad free throw shooter. Not getting that offensive rebound, and we've seen the stills. You know. It was Brown, and it was Smart right there for the rebound. Now, I get both of them went for it, and that's what ended up poking the ball loose. Unacceptable. Marcus Smart was awesome all night until the final three minutes, and then he became an absolute train wreck of a disaster. Can't do it. This is not a young team anymore. This is a team that has arrived. That's why I believe in them. They've arrived. They should be able to, when you're playing a team that's without their second-best player, you should win that series, plain and simple. You certainly shouldn't lose it in six games. But now they're on the verge of doing just that. And I'll be honest with you, we can make a pick later. If I'm picking this game, I have respect for the Celtics, and I think they can win this game. But I don't know. This would be a game I'd stay away from. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable enough betting on them. Maybe by the end of tonight, I could talk myself into it. But right now, I just worry that Milwaukee has led for large stretches of this series, even in games they lost. They've led. They have the best player. And I don't think Giannis has really gone away at all in this series. Now, he's had stretches where the Celtics really did a good job on him. But he hasn't gone AWOL. You know, he might not have been the most important guy last night. He might not have carried the Bucks down the stretch in Game 5. But he made some freaking plays. Big offensive rebound. Big three-pointer when he doesn't even shoot threes well. Hit a huge three-pointer late in the fourth quarter. Even though he didn't carry the Bucks, 
He still made some big plays in this game down the stretch and did what superstars do. Because superstars don't not score in the fourth quarter of a pivotal playoff game at home. And despite the fact that the Celtics would have a game seven at home if they can win game six, it's been mitigated to an extent because the Bucs have proven they can win at TD Garden. They've won twice here during the series. That's a thing. That is a thing when you're only playing four games here in the seven-game series, and you've won two of them, and you haven't even gotten to the seventh game yet, which would be the fourth in this year. That's a problem. That's a thing. Milwaukee has overcome the home court advantage. Now, with that being said, I'd still rather have game seven at TD Garden. But this team, you know, championships are hard to win. They're hard. Obviously, the Celtics knew it was going to be hard. But that was a game they should have won. And it was laziness. And it was turnovers. Bad passes. And I wouldn't mind. But you had with what? How many minutes to go? Two minutes to go? 2.12 to go? Al Horford electrifies the building with a putback slam. To put you up six. With just over two minutes to go. It could have been the backbreaker. And you find a way to let Giannis shoot a three and make a three, and then Drew Holiday shoot and make a three. You find a way to miss out on an offensive rebound, you know, fundamental type stuff. And then Marcus Smart just gets dominated by Drew Holiday in the last few. I mean, that was, it, it was a meltdown. It was a disaster, and it sets the stage for what will be a pressure-packed game six because if the Celtics lose that game, they'll never forgive themselves. As high as I am on this team, and has I believe they've arrived. I believe they're going to be here year in and year out, assuming those guys stay, Tatum, Brown, et cetera. But you just can't bank on anything. Injuries. Super teams being formed. Guys deciding to leave. I, I don't know for sure Brown and Tatum are going to stay. I think they are. I don't know. You cannot be sure that you'll be back in this position, despite the fact that the NBA can be rather predictable. You can't be sure. They pissed away an opportunity last night. And they did it in a way that we shouldn't be seeing now. This team has overcome and erase those demons. To see them come back in that spot at home against the team you're playing, that was freaking disappointing. But there is something to be optimistic about going into game six. And when we get back, I will tell you exactly what that is. This is WEI Late Night. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Two to six. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. The NFL's 2022 schedule has officially been released for all 32 teams. The Patriots come in with five primetime games. Uh, some other notable ones. 
The Pats will be at Miami to play the Dolphins in week one. That's the season opener. The Ravens visit the Patriots in week three. That'll be the home opener at Gillette Stadium. Patriots at Packers week four. The Patriots will visit the Minnesota Vikings week 12. That game will be Thanksgiving night. Bengals at Patriots week 16. And the Patriots visit the Bills in week 18. That is your season finale. The Patriots also play the Bills in week 13. So again, two games against the Bills late in the season. The Boston Bruins defeated the Carolina Hurricanes 5-2 in Boston tonight at TD Garden. Game 7 will be held on Saturday at a time that is TBD. The Red Sox have the night off tonight. As they get set to start a three-game series with the Rangers in Texas beginning tomorrow night. First pitch is at 8.05 on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network. Don't miss the Visit Massachusetts pregame show tomorrow at 7.05, hosted by Mutt, sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Make Massachusetts yours. Start your adventure at visitma.com. And the Celtics get set for game six of their series. That's tomorrow night as well. That'll be against... Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks tip off 7.30 p.m. in Wisconsin as the Bucks lead this series 3-2 and try to finish off the Celtics. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Back here on WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero with you until midnight. Man. It's a big game tomorrow night in Milwaukee. I cannot wait for this game. I'm having more fun watching the NBA playoffs than I've had. I mean, obviously I enjoyed 2008 and that run. This team, this season has been awesome, and I desperately do not want it to end in Milwaukee tomorrow night. Desperately. Because I have loved the ascent of these Boston Celtics and what I'm seeing from Tatum. And when he is doing what he's supposed to be doing, which has been most... Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know what? He's done most of this playoff run. He just let it get away from him for a minute 40 last last night. I, Damn it. But they have a chance. And I'm going to just remind everybody of this. Okay? Because I kept hearing this after the game last night and into today. Oh, the Tampa. The Tampa. The, the championship medal that the Bucks showed. 
That's what it's all about. That's why they're champs. That's what they're made of. That's what, you know, okay. Okay, because what I saw was, A, a Celtics breakdown. But what else I saw was the Celtics do the exact same thing in game four in Milwaukee. Where is that conversation? Because everybody wanted to talk about the championship medal put forth by the Bucs in game five. And don't get me wrong. Give them credit. They didn't melt down. They did what they had to do, and they found a way to get a win. Huge win. But the Celtics did that two days before. Backs against the wall with 3-1 staring them in the face. End of the third quarter in game four. Free throw discrepancy not going their way. Giannis had taken over on the road. And the Boston Celtics found a way to show their mettle and to get a huge win to even the series and to avoid going down 3-1. The series last night was tied 2-2. You know, win or lose, it was only going to be a one-game swing. Or it was going to, you know, the team that won was only going to be up one game. Had the Bucks won game four, they would have been up 3-1, and that would have probably been insurmountable for the Celtics. Where are those conversations? The Celtics showed championship medal in game four. Now, they've never won the championship, so they do still have things to prove. But let's not act like Milwaukee is far superior or can do these things that are just absolutely foreign to the Boston Celtics. Uh-uh. They are right there. And if they find a way to get it back together, which, based on what we've seen late this season, they will find a way to do, there is still no reason not to feel good about the Celtics. Would I bet on them to win game six? No. But I'll pick them to win game six. I don't feel great about that. But this team has earned my respect enough to the point where I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to respect their mental fortitude and mental toughness and I'm going to respect their ability to go into what will be a hostile environment, obviously, in game six and win a tough playoff game on the road. Why? Because I firmly think this team has everything that it takes to be a champion in this league, if not this year, soon. And in order to win a championship, you need to go through very difficult circumstances. And you need to experience what can seem like insurmountable adversity. How do I know that? How do you know that? Because we've seen 12 championships in the last 20 years in all the sports. And they all have a common denominator. Not just the pro level, college, high school. It is rare, rare, especially at the pro level. We'll stick with the pro level, obviously, where a team wins a championship without any form of adversity and most of the time significant adversity. Just think back. It is rare when a team that wins the title doesn't experience significant adversity. The Raiders and Patriots, Raiders game, 2001, tuck rule, obviously that was significant adversity. They had to overcome a 45-yard field goal through the snow. There were other things along the way, obviously, you know, Brady going down, Bledsoe coming, but that was significant adversity in that season. 
Some years, it's not quite as significant, but it's there. How about in Super Bowl 38 against the Panthers? The Patriots lost the lead. That was the first time ever at that point where a team in the fourth quarter leading by 10 points had lost the lead. Mushin Mohammed, you remember that 85-yard pass from Jake DeLome? Panthers took the lead there in the fourth quarter after the Patriots were up 10. That's adversity in the most pressure-packed moment of the season. They overcame it. Now, some adversity, some seasons bigger than others. 2004 Red Sox, you remember, I don't even have to tell you. ALCS, you remember. How about the Ravens and Patriots? That game, divisional round, 2014. Twice the Ravens were up two scores. Twice. Up two scores, Patriots tied it. Ravens went back up 14 points. Patriots found a way to win. Super Bowl. I didn't even write that down, all the adversity they faced. Down 10 in the fourth quarter. The catch. You know, the uh, who caught that ball? Why am I spacing on it? You remember who caught that ball, Ethan? Uh, it wasn't Curse. Was it Curse? Which catch are you talking the about The one where it was like juggling in front of Malcolm I think Butler. it was Curse. I'm curse. pretty sure it was yeah. Curse. It was, un- it was an unbelievable yeah. catch. That was it. It was Curse. How about the Celtics, 2008, down 24 in Game 4 to the Lakers? Now, they didn't face a ton of adversity that year. You know, it was a it was a more complicated series than they would have wanted with the Hawks in the first round. They couldn't win a road game earlier during that run. They lost Game 1 or whatever, Game 2 at home to the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. But, you know, still some adversity there. 28-3, Super Bowl significant, seemingly insurmountable adversity. Patriots win because they're that type of championship team. Find a way, get it done, win the Super Bowl. Red Sox, 2013, down one game to nothing, down 5-1 to one in, what, the eighth inning of game two? Ortiz hits that home run with the cop. On the verge of going down 2-0, heading back to Detroit. Significant adversity. The championship team that was that Red Sox team overcame it. Bruins down 2-0 in the cup final in 2011 to Vancouver. They come back, win that series. Down 2-0 early in the playoffs to Montreal. Come back, win that series in overtime in Game 7. Significant adversity. The, the Patriots, 2018, blow the lead. Kansas City, they shut them out in the first half of the AFC Championship game. They blow the lead. They almost blow the game. Not a ton of adversity during that stretch, but still adversity. 2007 Red Sox down 3-1 to Cleveland in the ALCS. I mean, there's always adversity. Welcome to the path of winning a championship, Boston Celtics. This is what it is. And this is what you'll have to overcome if you want to win. There's no way around it. It's what you have to do. And we'll see if they're able to do it. I think the game tomorrow night, I mean... I like to think it's going to be awesome. Now, I'm going to leave the door open to anything. Um, obviously, if the Buck go in and dominate, I wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't floor me. But I expect the Celtics, even, I mean, you know what? Forget what I just said. It would floor me. If the Celtics go to Milwaukee in game six and get their doors blown off, that would really floor me. That would shock me. This team has been too good for too long to allow that to happen. And they've been good in this series. I think they're going to play a great game tomorrow night. And if they win this series, or check that, if they win game six, 
they will be back as the favorite to win the series. I don't care. I mean, I don't care what has happened at TD Garden to this point. And people will pick the Bucks. Don't get me wrong. They'll have the best player in Game 7. But if the if the Celtics show the medal after the loss in Game 5 and go back to Milwaukee and win that game, don't pick the Bucks over the Celtics to my face. Don't do it. Uh, well, can't disagree with that. Have to drop it, but we can't disagree. I mean, can't disagree with it. He, he was pretty uh, passionate about the fact that they choked game five. They did. They choked it away. They were a 14. I mean, who do you think you are losing that game? You're up 14 points in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Game five. Win the game. And by the way, by the way, I'm just going to be fair here, okay? Because if it was Tuka Rask, I'd be all over him. Rob Williams sat out that Now, I know he's been dealing with the knee. I get it. And I'm not calling him soft or anything like that. I put this more on Ime Udoka, honestly. But they admitted that this was a precautionary sitting. They, they they kept him out of game five for precautionary reasons. There was some swelling, and it was a precaution. What are we doing here? This is the NBA playoffs. You understand? This is game five against the defending champs, who, by the way, have a really big and long team. Giannis, Portis. Lopez, they're long. They're, you know, they have guys that are tall and long and create problems. And we're sitting Robert Williams down for precautionary reasons. Get him on the floor and play basketball. There, what are we saving him for? This is the moment. Get him out there. Precaution. If he couldn't play, that's one thing. You you don't sit for precautions. You don't take pre- that type of that type of precaution in game 5 of the Eastern Conference Semis against the defending champs. I know they won game 4 without him, but if he's even remotely able to play, you get him out there. That pissed me off. I think it's going to be a great game in game 6. I can't wait. Um, you know, it's all the things you want to feel leading into a game like that. You're nervous. You're excited. Um, I don't know why I'm so, I mean, this is like, you know, I'm always into the Celtics playoffs, but this feels a little different. I've bought in so hard. Um, and I fully, I mean, I fully believe no matter what happens in this series, that this team has arrived and whatever they might not have this year, if they prove they don't in fact have it. They're going to acquire it eventually. I believe that. So maybe that's why I'm ex- as excited as I am. I think they'll find a way to get it eventually. They just need to stay together and continue to build on what's going on. Now, there are no guarantees. 
But I think this team's for real. I think they'll continue to evolve. I think they'll continue to add. And if you keep those pieces together, Brown and Tatum, you will be there and you will eventually win a championship. You just don't know. You know, I don't think the buck shelf life is all that much. You know, the windows aren't going to be wide open for that much longer. Drew Drew Holiday is north of, of 30. Obviously, Lopez is older. Giannis is going to be, you know, he can't do what he's doing forever. He's still in his prime, but he's not going to be able to do it forever. There's other teams that are in the East, though, that could become problems. You don't know what other super team might form. You don't know what's going to happen with the Nets. You don't know what, you know, I think that Harden, James Harden might be down and out. And I still like, but the Heat are a good team with a really strong culture, and they can get guys to come to Miami. So there's no say, that you know, there's no way to say that they're not going to be a factor every year going forward. You know, who knows? They have already got a really good team. One more superstar? Or one super, I mean, all they need is one other big-time guy, and that will solidify them even more. So you can't just bank on those things. But I can't wait for game six, and I think the Celtics will find a way to bring this back to Boston. Not a ton of confidence in that prediction, but I think they will find the way. Uh, another game we didn't mention on the NFL schedule. Interesting. You can let me know, Ethan, what you think. How about Russell Wilson going back to Seattle in week one? So I'm looking forward to it, 100%. I uh, I talked and praised the Broncos' defense last year about them being a championship D with no quarterback to lead the offense, some really good skill players. Uh with I don't know if you saw what happened with Jerry Judy today. Yeah. I don't know he what's going to happen. Do we know that. why he got arrested? I didn't uh, see it has why something he got to do with witness tampering for something. It's it's with him and someone he has a kid with, okay. and so I has, I don't know. It's going to be messy, and you know we'll see what happens with it. But if he's not there for week one, if he ends up serving like a game or two suspension, I think that kind of ruins the game a little bit. Ruins because Jerry Judy is supposed to have like a like having Russell Wilson should be a big thing for his him career wise. Yeah. What a move that was to get arrested. I mean, obviously the season's still a ways away, but come on. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I'm not ready to anoint the Broncos some Super Bowl contender. Um, you know, you're high on the de- you're probably higher on the defense than I am. I do appreciate and respect their defense, but let's see how they handle Mahomes and let's see how they handle uh, Justin Herbert and everything that the that the Chargers are going to be able to throw at them before I start making some prognostications that I'm not prepared to make. So um, that will be – I mean, just him going back to Seattle is going to be interesting. Week one, you know, the fact that they're going to be there so soon after the trade and he he was there for so long and won the championship and Pete Carroll's still there and all those things. So we'll see what happens. Um, that's interesting. I just – I can't feel great about the Patriots. I have them at 8-9. Yeah. You know, KJ, my man, I do the show with him on Sundays. He wanted back in January or whatever, February, to play the win-loss game when we knew the opponents. Like, you can't do that. Free agency hadn't happened. Draft hadn't happened. We didn't know what game was what. So we could play that now. I have him at 8-9. and nine. I have him starting 7-2. and two, And then I have them really sputtering down the stretch. Um, I have them winning twice, basically from the middle of November on. They win twice. They win at Minnesota on Thanksgiving night, and they win at home against Miami in Week 17. That's where I have them winning. Um, And, you know, despite the hot start, I think Mac Jones takes the step forward. I just don't know if he's going to be able to will this team to victories. That's what i got to wait and see. 
because I'm not convinced about it. And Phil Perry had an article today up on uh, NBCSportsBoston.com, and I've actually talked about this. We talked about this on this program months ago. The year two jump for veterans in the Patriots system is unreliable. You cannot count on that by any means. So all your boys that you hope are going to really progress in year two, you know, we've seen it to an extent. Philip Dorsett, you know, sort of was better in year two. But in terms of really blowing you away, Nelson Aguilar, John U. Smith, I wouldn't count on that. I can't bank on that. I don't see that. That's just how I feel about that. So if you really want Mac Jones, now who knows? Maybe Tyquan Thornton is a stud, and he's in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know. I hope he is. But it might, you didn't want me to sit here and bank on that with Bill Belichick's track record recently and, and overall track record of drafting wide receivers? I can't do that. Jones needs more weapons. Mac Jones. There's a bunch of Joneses on the Patriots. Mac Jones needs more weapons. And until this team has an offensive identity, I think they're going to be sort of stuck. You know, ground and pound ain't winning Super Bowls or getting to, you know, making playoff runs even in the NFL now. Not with what the AFC has to roll out there or can roll out there with all the contenders they're going to have. I mean, how many teams do you have in front of the Patriots right now? Off the top of your head, you know, a lot. Miami, Baltimore, Green Bay, Indy, Buffalo. Arizona, Vegas, since I have all those teams in front of the Patriots, and I didn't even mention the teams they're not playing. L.A. Rams, L.A. Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. You know, I, I, there's just so many teams. Until I can see Mac Jones with my own eyes take that step forward, and I believe he will, I need to see it. And until I see it, I can't guarantee things as much as I want to. I don't think the Patriots got much better. And that's why I have them at 8 and 9. This is WEI Late Night. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. Mark Dondero with you. Um... Just one other thing. We talked, you know, a lot about the schedules tonight, the Celtics. Just one other thought real quick, okay? just want to say this based on, you know, I mentioned it earlier, Tom Brady getting that deal with uh, with Fox, $375 million, more money than he's made in his entire career playing football. Now, we'll see. If he's, a, if he's an ambassador for Fox, whatever. If he's just calling games and that's why they paid him all that money, waste of money. But let me just call out some of these people, these athletes, Okay, who spend their entire career seemingly bashing the media, okay, and being up in the media's life and and being, you know, rabbit ears, ornery, just getting sick and tired publicly of what the media does. And then once their career's over, they join the media. Because now Tom Brady is going to be asked to do exactly what he despised everyone else did to him while he played. And we saw it as recently as man in the arena. People creating the noise, 
too many people making, uh, make, generating opinions and, and voicing opinions about you, about your play, about tr- you know trying to create storylines that aren't there because that's what's interesting to people who talk for a living and who do the you know things that you know the things the media does. Uh, what's his name? Richard Sherman. Same thing. Couldn't stand Skip Bayless. And now that he's done playing, can't wait to get behind a microphone and voice his opinions. They're all a bunch of hypocrites. While you're playing, the media is the enemy. Until you're done playing. Then you want that fat contract so you can sit on your ass and voice your opinions and become exactly, precisely one of those people that you railed against your entire playing career. Hypocrites. I cannot wait for the day Kevin Durant joins the media and is breaking down NBA games and is offering his take on why this guy sucked during this part of the fourth quarter of this playoff game and is calling out dudes for their games. Mr. Rabbit Ears. Tom Brady going on and on about how the media creates storylines that creates noise that nobody wants to hear, and I try to block it out. And then what? Oh, he becomes a part of the media, and he's going to do the same thing that he hated everybody else doing while he played. That's his job. He has to be critical when guys don't play well. And guess what? If there is a big storyline... Or if there's a controversy, or if somebody's deflating footballs, he's going to have to ask about it in a production meeting. And he's going to have to have an opinion if somebody asks him. That's the job. Richard Sherman, you hate Skip Bayless. And now you're going to get a job giving your opinion on the football games, on the football players, on the football teams. Hypocrites. The biggest type of of hypocrites. That's all I wanted to say on that. Hard to feel great about the Bruins going down to rally and winning game seven. Now, it was an awesome win last or tonight. Okay, game six, awesome win, dominating win. Did everything they had to do. They made the adjustments. They were good in all... I mean, they did what they had to do to dominate and to send another message. The problem is, how am I supposed to feel good about winning in Carolina? It's a great home ice advantage. They have been dominated there all year. I respect the Bruins' mental toughness and what they represent as a core, as a team. But if you're asking me to pick them to win in Carolina, I can't do it. I cannot pick them. I will pick the Celtics to win game six reluctantly, but I will make that pick. I cannot pick the Bruins to win in Carolina. They have been too far from that goal. Based on what we've seen, they will have to play a near-perfect game to get that win. I think the Celtics are going to have to be pretty damn good, too. It's not going to be an easy game by any stretch. They are going to have to play one of the best games of the season to beat the Bucs. A championship, a proven championship team at home with a chance to close you out. Coming off of the way, the Bucs won game five. And one more quick comment. Everybody was up in arms. Tom Curran went crazy. Uh, Tom Curran. Tom uh, Karen went crazy. Nesson. About the call last night, Kevin Ploiecki with the bases loaded in the sixth inning. Okay? The sixth inning. That's what the Red Sox have become. We're getting fired up about a bad call with a tie game in the sixth inning. 
Now, if that would have won the game for the Red Sox and the ump blew that call because it was an awful call, then I get it. But in the sixth inning, really? And then they give up the walk-off, win a game, be better, Red Sox. All right, Ethan, thanks, man. This is WEI Late Night. We'll see. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 